You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Like a wild I man. watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. Where he is. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. The correct turn here stadium time is 826 Central Daylight Time. Your digital audio device is tuned to the Orange and True podcast, harbored by collegeandmagnolia.com. Greetings and salutations, Orange and Truthers. I'm Drew Croson at Son of Crow 2 on Twitter, at Son of Crow on Venmo, coming to you live to tape from the quarantine bunker uh, that I have. And uh, I think everybody else is doing that, too. I, to one side of me, I got the rumor monger, Ryan Starrett, at Ryan S. Starrett. The S is for sleeveless tonight. No sleeves. Got a, got a question for you guys. Uh, if I put mac and cheese on a salad, does that count as pasta salad? Man, probably. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I think it counts as a vegetable. There you go. To the other side of me, giving you full fa- Fort Payne ASMR uh, through the the magic of radio and the magic of the internet is the AU Chief. My body lies, but still I roam. Nice. I didn't say anything, you know, to intro Chief today because I feel like it's just I'm not in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exhausted. I got like no sleep last night on the storm front. Stormwatch. I I couldn't think of anything clever today. Also joining us today is uh, Dr. Will McLaughlin of the McLaughlin Group to talk a little Auburn recruiting and basketball. Will, can you read me? Loud and clear. Great. But first, let's talk a little A-Day this weekend. Um, A-Day? Jesus uh, Christ. Ryan, did you watch it? Uh, I did not. Uh, Crow, you, you know it didn't happen, right? Well, the tree falls in a forest, Ryan. <laughs> Nobody sees it or hear it. Did it really fall? I did watch the Masters, though. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I, I know that didn't Tiger happen. Tiger won again. It was amazing. Listen, Ryan, I know Tiger that that again. one didn't happen because I would have actually watched the final round of the Masters. <laughs> That's a yearly tradition. It's on the same day as Perry Roubaix most years. Actually, it's not. Perry Roubaix is always on Easter Sunday, which also didn't happen this is week. Is this another cycling thing? Yeah, the Hell of the North, Ryan, one of the longest uh, running cycling events of all time. Put it this way, there was a 1943 Perry Roubaix. If you, in, in case you hadn't dodging mortar fire, right, and... in case you aren't aware of a television channel called the History Channel, um, the Nazis occupied France in 1943, and uh, the French still decided to have a bicycle race between Paris to Roubaix. So the Nazis couldn't stop them doing that, but the coronavirus did. Um, this was a huge hey, drag. But you know who didn't, who wasn't stopped by the Nazis and also wasn't stopped by coronavirus? It was a 104 year old World War II vet that is the oldest survivor 
of uh, COVID nineteen. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. Uh, I, I heard about it on some good news. Uh, yeah. John Krasinski's new uh, Good News Network, and it is which I can't. There's three episodes out. You should go watch them on YouTube. They come out every Sunday. They're amazing. Uh, but <laughs> apparently, his when asked about it, uh, he his response was, "I don't know. Just went away. It just went away." <laughs> It just went away like, so. you know, the Krauts did when we were, had them on the run. So here's to you, Mr. 104-year-old Nazi fighter. 104-year-old Nazi fighter. I guess he could have been in the Pacific. I don't Son know. of Crow's next hit. No, that was a reference to the old radio commercials, <laughs> Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Ryan, do you, did you ever hear one of those? He's a 104-year-old Nazi fighter. <laughs> What commercial? Have you ever heard a radio commercial for alcohol? <laughs> That's it. The only commercials I listen to are uh, Braves ones. You got O'Reilly's, Vans, nice. oh, 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 Stanley Steamer. Man. Anyway, Cook's pest control. What was it? one of the? Was it Bud Light Yellow Chief Buffalo. or Miller Light? Uh, it was Bud Light. Bud Light. Did the real men of genius, and they would have a guy singing a ballad about random people, and it really influenced. Yours truly in the way that I sing stupid songs. Um, have uh, have you guys all heard the Kenny Knox Tire uh, radio commercial? No. Kenny Knox Tire off I-85, exit 77 oh, yes. off. Uh, yeah. I have heard this. It's, it's, it's to radio. Iron Man? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Avengers, JT Thor signed with Auburn. Boom. Did you guys cue the theme, Jack? That was a pretty incredible uh bum 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 Go Eagles. Bum 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 bum. I was going to be my intro. <laughs> I don't even know if we have time. I don't know. I never actually hit the theme, Jack, so well. we're not, we're going themeless today. Um so Will, tell me a little bit about JT Thor. Where does he fit into this Auburn rotation? Is he gonna challenge stretch for minutes? Tell me everything we need to know. Well, Auburn's been looking for a big man in this class, and JT Thor is that guy to definitely pair with Stretch at the five. Um, he's a 6'10", uh, kind of a lanky guy. He's got to build some, some strength, get in the weight room once he gets to Auburn. But uh, he's a big guy that can run the floor. He's a good ball handler. He's also a good perimeter shooter. And if you know, last year, Auburn kind of had to slow down their tempo because they had a traditional big man in Austin Wiley. I can actually shoot the three. He can, he's a good ball handler. He runs the floor well. He gets back to more of the up-tempo offense that you know Bruce is, loves to run. So um, I'm a little surprised, actually, that uh, we got him because um, he was a long, long-time Oklahoma State lean. And um, he actually didn't take an official visit, um, but he was on campus several times, including for the last home game. And... Uh, until the coronavirus, uh, I think he was planning on coming back and doing an official visit. But um, he's uh, spent some he spent some time in a few places uh, while he went to Norcross High in the Atlanta area last year. Um, he played at Huntington Prep, um, which pro will know OJ Mayo. The name OJ Mayo uh, played there. I do know um, that name. He's also yeah. 
So um, but, not so a good combination, like, by the way. OJ and Mayo, not not a great combination. OJ Mayo, who <laughs> yeah. his recruiting was bonkers, if you remember yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't he go to USC with like basically here are my demands. Here's the deal. Yep. Yeah. I need this, this, and this. I'm not signing here. Yeah, it, that was that was a bizarre commitment, but he was one of those highly touted prospects, and they thought he was the next great one, and uh, didn't exactly pan out that way. But he was good in college, um, you know. So yeah, he was good. He was good at you know while well, he was at USC. But um, well, you were saying he's kind of a lanky guy. I, I saw on his twenty four seven page that he's listed at one ninety. How can you be that tall and be one ninety? <laughs> I've seen six eight and six ten, but it's he's like, like I said. He's gonna I mean, have to really. He's really gonna have to get in the weight on. room. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's that's gonna, gonna be difficult to, to uh, difficult to do right now. Right? Are you aware of, yeah. of the man named a man named Chris Froome, a uh, four-time Tour de France? Chris from Chris Froome, four-time Tour de France. Chris from where? You related to Jake Froome? No, Chris Froome, F-R- Sir Chris Froome, as a matter of fact. <laughs> He's six foot one, 140 pounds. So you can get skinny. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that helps you when you're riding bikes. Six uh, one. I don't know that helps you. When you're trying to bang in the paint, yeah. I'm not sure that that's uh But I I I'm my guess is I haven't followed this guy's career. <coughs> he is a recent post player. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. He 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 uh shot up. Height-wise, I believe recently. Yeah. Which right, my man. Th- go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. The other the other thing I would say is he was originally a 2021 in the class of 2021. He reclassified back in August, so he is a year younger than most. Um, he was actually in the top ten of the 2021 class before he reclassified. So um, you know, he's he's still you know he's 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 still young, obviously younger than most college freshman will be so, so that probably, he's got plenty of room to grow but he has a lot of upside that probably means he's a two-year player minimum i agree probably yeah because you're not that that's what i think especially with this trunk the the way that the off season is going to be truncated he's only going to it you know assuming we start classes in august he's only going to have august through whatever with double d my man uh to to put on some weight to to get strong uh before the season starts and that's you know, three months, two months, really. And that's assuming so. there's a normal NBA draft this year. Yeah. Which is going to be weird. So, I, I, I feel like that he's definitely a two-year guy just based on that, unless he just tears it up next year somehow, uh, which I think is going to be kind of hard because I, I would expect what we're going to do, and Will, correct me if you if you feel differently, uh, is it's going to be Stretch and him getting minutes like Anthony and uh, Austin did this year, uh, just basically both of them playing 20 minutes a game or thereabouts. Depending on the fouls. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. Yeah, definitely. Now, in a normal um, year, this is the bell of the ball. This is like the, the best prospect of a class. Everybody's going out and making JT Thor t-shirts, big <laughs> hammers on them with AUs or whatever. But this year's different um, well, what is the what is the possibility that JT Thor is the fourth best prospect we signed this year? Like, how realistic is that? If uh, Jalen Green and Greg Brown all sign with Auburn, he'd be the fourth best prospect, and he's a top sixty guy. <laughs> so it's 
Um, He'd be the fourth-best prospect in the class in, what, like the the eighth or ninth best recruit we've ever signed? Yeah. (laughs) Something like that, yeah. Um, He's seventh right now. Remind us, Crow, uh, what was Horace Spencer's uh, ranking at the time he signed? Oh, uh, he was seventh. As the time the seventh signed. best guy that we ever signed. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty wild. So, speaking of the seventh best player, actually, JT Thor is the now the seventh best player to yeah. once he <clears throat> signs uh, in Auburn history. Which I had a trivia question for you guys, if you don't mind me asking, as we're talking about. Recruit rank, recruiting ranking. Sure, man. Sure. Um, if you don't mind indulging. So I was looking at all the recruits that Bruce Pearl has signed since he's been at Auburn, and looking at the, this is this is I'm looking at 24/7 here. But who is the as far as all the recruits that Bruce has signed? Who is the lowest rated recruit to sign with Auburn since Bruce Pearl has taken over at Auburn? Are we including JUCOs and transfers and things like that, or just high school yeah. kids? Yeah, we'll uh, Is it Javon McCormick? Yeah. No. Oh, well, wow. may not may not include. Should JUCOs, someone tie him because I think he was unrated? <laughs> let's say let's. Uh, yeah, not no, no JUCOs. Okay, so no JUCOs. Is it Bryce Brown? It is Bryce Brown. That's wild. Really? It is Bryce. Because he was like a two-star yep. recruit, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a three-star recruit. Wow. But when he was when he committed, he was like the three hundred and seventieth best player in the class and uh, but just you know everybody gets all wrapped up in five-star rankings and that but Bryce Brown was a three-star recruit and you see what happened with his career just because you're a five-star recruit doesn't mean you're going to be a star well here's the other I thing about get- Will it, Bryce Brown's a classic example of this like I'm still confused in some ways as to why he hadn't gotten a call up I guess because he got hurt and because the season ended because of a worldwide pandemic but like, <laughs> yeah, like just, just those little things. Yeah. A couple. I feel like <laughs> Bryce Brown's proof of the overthinking that gets, goes into basketball evaluations. Like, the sport is about putting a ball into the basket. If you are really adept at doing that, more so than most people, you should be highly rated. And Bryce Brown, for all of the, maybe he, he's not tall enough. Maybe his ball handling isn't elite, but he puts the ball in the basket. From all over the court. Yeah. Yet he was a three star recruit. Like I can't figure out who was there was there a better three point shooter coming out of high school at that point? Like he, the dude he's was also like, a, from the time he got to campus was the best three point shooter on the team. He's also a great defender. Yeah. So it's like I don't get it. The game's about getting buckets. That's it. I, I like, guess I guess they don't they don't think he can defend bigger dudes well i mean is that the yeah and even at auburn he struggled sometimes with like hyper athletic wings yeah but no and he was like the fourth like like there was i think four or five commits in that class and he was the you know fourth or fifth guy like that was the class with four spencer uh new williams yeah new was in that class so um i I think new williams is a professional dunker now Really? Yeah, I think he's like officially part of like uh one of those team flight like, brothers. You know what I mean? Like those people who do who like train guys for the dunk contest. I think that's right. Yeah. That's wild. I'm looking I'm looking at that class. Did you guys realize that TJ Dunnins was the number one JUCO transfer that year? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I knew that. I think we had back to back years because once uh point guard Simeon Bowers number one the year prior, I think. <laughs> Oof. 
Sim. Uh, I, was he number one? Uh, I think see, he was. Yeah, number one JUCO. Yeah, yeah, so we had the number one JUCO the first year. I, I mean, he was first. a he was a five that could uh, run the point. So, of course, and shoot the three, right? I mean, he yeah. could shoot it. He didn't necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> and and his his free throws were something to something to look at. Sure. <laughs> so, so do y'all want to talk about what this roster looks like right now? Uh, for the upcoming season, sure. It's that's I'll, I'll run through it real quick. Assuming like no other additions, which that's not going to be the case, we'll add more guys. Uh, we're looking at Shreve Cooper and Turbo Jones at the point, Jamal Johnson and Justin Powell at shooting guard, Devin Cambridge now playing to get it at small forward, and then Jalen Williams, Javon Franklin, and Chris Moore at power forward, and then like we talked about, stretching Thor at center. Um, pretty good roster. It's a, <laughs> a lot of freshmen. Very good. Uh, it's a very talented roster, but it's like you said, it's a very young roster. Yeah. Because there's only one guy that you just mentioned that's above a sophomore. That's, that's everyone's Jamal favorite, Jamal Johnson. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> what if I told you that New Williams uh, played 28 minutes and started 27 games, 28 games and started last 27 season. games last season for Fresno State? Yeah. Yeah. Averaging 30 minutes a game and 12 points a game. 12 points, three rebounds, two assists. That's cool. Good for him. What could have been? He was a California kid. So yeah, he's from England. Good for him to go back home and play. Yeah, yeah. It was. He was a weird signee. Was... Yeah, it was very weird signee. He was as weird I... as Mustafa was, where it was like, wait, how did that dude end up here? Yeah, it, like. There's got to be, because there's always guys, Mustafa's an exception, but usually with these guys that you're like, wow, that's a weird signing, there's some, like, connection with Bruce in some way. Um, and there, I I don't, maybe there was with that, too. Maybe, I don't, does he have an older brother, like Tyler Harris, or what, what's going on with that? Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Uh all right. I, yeah. Let's, let's okay. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna this talk more about, New Williams. I was gonna talk more about uh, Bryce and just a good talent, but we can we can keep moving. All right. Well, so yeah, I said Jamal Johnson and Justin Powell at shooting guard. I don't think that's gonna be the case. Um, I, again, just the roster as is. I kind of think Devin Cambridge might be. Moving to the two. We're going to play positional uh, basketball is what's going to happen. Now we're talking. <laughs> well, and then what, we I've seen, what I've seen that's interesting is a couple people have talked about Sharif and Turbo playing together on the court. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure which one. I mean, maybe that's like the same sets where uh, Samir was playing points on last year. Um, or maybe Jared and Javon two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Javon yeah. was out yeah. on the floor. That was year, and those and had Gerald ball. Those minutes were critical for Javon. Mm. But like to me, Devin, somebody the three in Bruce Pearl's attack. As much as I want positionless basketball, you can make a very solid case that if you play three for Bruce Pearl, you have a pretty good inside track to the first round of the NBA draft. Like <laughs> our last two. Uh, well, and you go back to <laughs> Tobias Harris. Like, yeah. it literally is 
you're playing three in the Bruce Pearl offense and you can run and walk and chew gum at the same time, there's a really good chance you're playing, you're playing in the NBA. And yeah. so he takes that position really seriously because it's a lot of his high post action. Um, so is he going to give that to Devin or is he going to give that to, you know, someone else like certain recruit are you listening yeah yeah <laughs> like let's say let's let's say for one minute that Jalen Green signs with Auburn well and yeah. he's probably playing the two though isn't he I would say so yeah okay well then do you put uh, I think it's Gregory Brown I believe is who uh you want at the three <laughs> I don't know man I'd play Greg at the four and maybe you put you? I mean, Jalen I mean we play that's where we played we played Chuma at the four, so I, I mean, I could see that. Uh, yeah, I think you could see, uh, you know, assuming you get Greg Brown, some rotations with maybe him playing power forward and maybe Jalen playing some center, uh, me, where you go kind of a small ball group that let can me, just outrun anybody. Speaking of Chuma, Kiki, ask, you guys realize that if the NBA yeah. comes back, uh, if it keeps delaying, delaying, there's a decent chance he's healthy when it can, when they come yes, back. Yes, and he gets to play. He play. <laughs> um let, let me ask let me ask this uh i lost my train of thought never mind i won't ask sorry geez. i'll ask in a, i'll ask in a minute when i think about it we were talking about who would play at the three wouldn't greg brown possibly be a good option to play at the three yes somebody that wants to get to the next level he is he's huge he's a big a three, three isn't he but he could he's six nine i mean chumo was pretty big three when he when he well, played chumo, kevin durant well, was playing power forward though kevin durant's yeah, six yeah, six uh, I, here's what I was going to ask. Are any of these dudes elite defenders? Do we have anybody coming in that can actually defend What do you guys? mean by elite? Do you mean Isaac Okoro? Because I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, well, I don't think any of them are Isaac Okoro. Uh, well, just uh, Bryce Brown. Or, or, or a Chuma. Chuma. They're probably all athletic defenders. I wouldn't say any of them, that's the way they hang their hat. Yeah. What about you, Will? Where's You're you? the one who actually watches a lot of the film on these guys. <laughs> Yeah, I would I would go with what you guys have said. They're athletic defenders, but I don't think there's an Isaac Okoro defender um, in any of these guys. Not a yep. knock on them. It's just there's just well, that's how. Who is an Isaac Okoro defender? That's the not many. The thing about Marquis Daniels so, in the NBA, right? The thing about Okoro that was so <laughs> unique was that he just like there are like zero recruits, high school players right now who have decided that defense is going to get him to the NBA. And yeah. It's it is bizarre that in 2019 2020 that there was somebody who is defensive first who is going to be a top 15 draft pick. Well, probably and, a top five. And my, yeah, I'm top, and, and deservedly so. It it's hard it's hard to think. It's easy to see why though, but why someone wouldn't be that way is because it's harder to be an elite defender. <laughs> like, right. It's just way harder. Uh, and I I think. And no, I don't think anybody's expecting uh, Coro to jump in a league and uh, be able to defend, you know, uh, the Greek freak or something like that. But I, his just range of being able to defend at the levels that he's played at one through five is what what has worked out for him. Yeah, and he's athletic. He'll get there eventually. I mean, people can just see. And I don't think anyone, except maybe Bruce Pearl, expected to see him jump right into. SEC basketball and be able to do what he did this year either. I would, I would agree so, with that. Um, and maybe Isaac. Maybe Isaac knew he could do it. So if we get Jalen Green and Greg Brown 
Where does that put this class nationally? In trouble with the NCAA. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have seen if both Jalen Jalen Green and Greg Brown commit, Auburn would be at number two in the country behind Kentucky, and Oof. it's a very close second. Right, where we belong. If all, yeah. if, <laughs> that's what I always say. If Auburn gets Jalen Green, I've seen um, Auburn would jump up to fourth. Um, right now, they're eighth. But ironically, while they're eighth in the country, they're fifth in the SEC right now. It's a lot of really good recruiting classes. So it's just the league, kind of like, yeah. football again. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Hmm. So what, I guess what are the, the fallbacks uh, if, if neither of or one of those guys don't sign with Auburn? Well, I think if Greg Brown decides to stay home at Texas or goes to Memphis – um, you will see Auburn offer Dylan Cardwell. And I would imagine he would be the guy that would commit. Um, he has a lot of Auburn ties. Rodney Gardner is his uncle. Um, oh, he nice. played uh, play on the same uh, AAU team as Devin Cambridge. He was part of the AO Athletes of Tomorrow. Um, Hold on. He, didn't he, play- uh, he, he went to McEachern? So That's a he was there this year right he now, didn't play. <laughs> yeah, okay. he didn't he didn't play this year because he was at Oak Hill Academy the uh, prior year and had to sit out because of transfer issues. But, yeah, he was at McEacher in high school. So just another um, wow. in that pipeline, potentially. And he's, you know, he's been kind of holding out until everything kind of works itself out. Uh, he's looking at, like, Auburn, Maryland, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, Georgia, and UConn, I think, are his last six. And uh, he was quoted recently as kind of waiting to see what happens. But I would imagine if Auburn offers him, uh, he would come to Auburn. So that would be that would be your big guy fallback option, um, which is not a which is a which is a really good option. He's a six ten two twenty guy. Um, I think he was a three star recruit. Oh. Can you imagine growing and, up, you know, going going to Thanksgiving, going to a family reunion, and maybe playing basketball outside with Ronnie Garner. As I was like a ten-year-old trying to to score over him, I guarantee you, Ronnie. You know he wasn't holding up on him. Is a monster in the paint, <laughs> just a just an absolute monster. Yeah, I, I Shaq wouldn't want to play against Ronnie Garner. Yeah, I think he fouls a lot. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you've ever played in a men's league, he is the guy that you really do not want to see. It's him and the really hairy guy who plays <laughs> way too much back-to-the-basket basketball yeah, yeah, that you don't want to see. Yeah. And elbows, dude. There's always the guy who's just throwing elbows. I played with a guy one time. He's a buddy of mine, so I won't say his name. And we played in a, in a pickup game at a church in Dallas. And the game had to stop because dude drew a charge at our half court and broke his nose. And I was like, like why did you do that? Like, what was the... This is a pickup game. No one needs to draw charges in real life or in this game. Just play defense, move your feet. Anyway, so, Will, if you had to put like a a betting odds, would you bet one, two, or three for Green Brown? The one's in the bag. But, yeah, we already. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two. 
Um, I would love to say all three, but Jalen Green's commitment right now is kind of a whirlwind. It's a mystery, and it's honestly becoming a borderline circus <laughs> because Auburn fans are so convinced that he's coming to Auburn. Memphis fans are so convinced he's going to Memphis. And if you look at the recruiting sites, uh, 24-7, a lot of the crystal balls have him going to Auburn. If you look at rivals, it's Memphis. And the New and Zealand Breakers, we're convinced he's coming down here. <laughs> exactly. That's still on the table, too. So He can go play for LeBron Ball honest, in, uh, in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> the Illawarra Hawks. It's the same league as the Breakers, Ryan. Come on now. <laughs> no, I didn't know Australia and New Zealand played together. <laughs> well, the Breakers are the only team in the league, I believe, from New Zealand. Oh, it's like a Swansea. Yes, it's exactly uh, exactly. Situation. It's a Cardiff Swansea situation. That's a Wales football uh, reference, right? <laughs> and you know, initially he was going to commit Wednesday, then it was Friday. Now I'm hearing it's Thursday. So I don't know what's going to happen. I don't think I don't think anybody knows what ha- is going to happen, even Jalen. Um, but here's the thing I will say. Jalen is playing this perfectly as far as a recruit, getting all the attention because he's getting quite a lot of it. And uh, I apologize to Lydia, but a wrestling reference is all about the game and how you play it. And I think Jalen Green is playing it perfectly right now. <laughs> so uh, as far as you know, getting the attention as, as a top recruit, as he's deserved, deservedly so. Uh, but we'll see what happens. At this point, you know, I thought going into the weekend, I thought he was coming to Auburn for sure. Now I'm, who knows? I mean, Memphis is shelling out a lot of money right now, so I mean, it's it's uh. This is li- casually libelous. <laughs> oh, look! If you don't think Memphis is cheating, they have a long history of basketball cheating. Well, not even and, the school uh, Memphis, but like the city of Memphis. Recruiting oh, yeah. within the city of Memphis has kind of always been a little bit of wild west. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying that he's taking money. I'm just saying there's a lot of money being thrown around right now. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so, if he comes here, it's clean. If he goes there, it was all the money. <laughs> <laughs> the money was too much if he comes here. Yeah. The money. yeah. <laughs> Which means that, obviously, he couldn't take the money. It was too much money to try to take. Would you would you pay $180,000 for either Jalen Green or Greg Brown or both? Yeah, that was I, the I would donate it to a pastor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I may not give it to him, but I, I would donate it. Oh, church. okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. Hey, the church needs some money too, man. Especially in these yeah, trying times. In this economy? I would love to know what the economic, how the economic downturn due to coronavirus is going to affect recruiting payments to players. That's the article I want to read, Banner this Society. Seems, this seems right up Godfrey's yeah. alley. Absolutely. Let's talk to some anonymous so, bag men. I'd go on the record. Will, what does the schedule look like? What does the schedule <laughs> look like this fall? Are we, uh, do we have like any games set in stone yet? Um, I know there's couple on tap. And is the sky falling if we don't get all these people? That's the other question I want to ask. No. No. It's still one of the best, if not the best, recruiting classes in Auburn history. I agree. Without doubt. Just because we got Sharif Cooper, it's one of the best recruiting classes in Auburn history. Exactly. 
Yeah. Um, and I know people will probably think that, but I think at the end of the day, everybody needs to understand Bruce. Bruce knows what he's doing, and if yeah. he, it, regardless of if one or both or neither of these guys comes, uh, he'll fill the class out with guys that he knows are going to come in and, and do a good job. And as far as as far as Greg Brown goes, I still think he's going to Texas just because Shaka Smart ended up staying there. But I've heard rumblings that Auburn is is making a hard push for him, and his dad is really wanting him to come play for Bruce. He's really fond of Bruce for things we've talked about already. So I, but I'm still like well, Shock is a loser, so I don't know why anybody's <laughs> going to play with him. Yeah, he was on his way out until the end of the year. They had a nice run at the end of the year, and this I think they would have snuck in the tournament. But this coronavirus saved Shaka for sure. For sure. Um, but all in all, I think it's, that it's old a chestnut grading class, regardless. Shaka Smart, my two-year-old, only people who love this coronavirus. <laughs> Fran loving you know, it. No, she's to stay at home with dad all day, just play. Oh, yeah, going on a ton of bike rides and walks. She loves it. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, you were talking about yeah. schedule. Um, Hang on. on. On the check of smart train, did he recruit Samir Dowdy to VCU? No, Will Wade did. Uh, yeah. Well, no, I know, he pl- I know he played for Will Wade, but he was at VCU until 2015. Maybe. Like, that would be about the time Samir was a high school senior, right? Yeah, I'm sure he was recruiting him, but... Samir committed to St. John's before he ended up at VCU, yeah, so well, I don't know. That. Okay. So, oh, here's a question: When can uh, when can Thor actually sign with us? What's going on with that? That's a good question that I wish I had an answer, but I don't. Um, Basketball recruiting isn't quite as as uh, uh, bat uh, crazy as uh, there it is. football, uh, like. I don't, you don't see as many like guys commit and then, um, especially late commits and then end up signing somewhere else, uh, a la Cyrus Kwanjo, right? So, <laughs> was that how you say that I, guy's I, name? I thought it was like Cyrus Kwanjo, Kwanjo, no, Cyrus Kwanjo, okay. Uh, yeah, so the division one basketball signing period is April 15th through August 1st, okay? So he can sign on tax day. Well, not this year. Or sure. what was tax day? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's still tax day. You got my refund back today, as a matter of fact. Did you? Absolutely. Good for you. That's the game. I'm not buying a new bike, unfortunately. That was a bit got, of a got got your interest-free loan payment back. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we can uh, hopefully he'll sign on the fifteenth, which is. Two days from now. Ryan, we have reached the end of the show notes, so I don't even know what to do now. Oh, we're off. Well, I think we're Will off. is going to talk about the, the schedule oh, right. a little bit. We're going to see these guys in action. Save us. Wait, yeah, before yeah. you do that, Ryan and Will, let's take yeah. a quick commercial break. We're at 34 <laughs> minutes and 39 seconds. I'm going to grab a curve. I'll be back. You guys go ahead. And we're back. 30, <laughs> at 34 minutes and 49 seconds. Will McLaughlin, tell us all about what does Auburn's schedule look like at this point for next basketball season, if there is a basketball season, and if it starts on time. There will be a basketball season, and I hope it starts on time. <laughs> We're only 30 weeks away, guys. Stay <laughs> strong. Um, so what we have on the schedule so far, 
is uh, Murray State is supposed to come back uh, to Auburn. It was part of a two-for-one series. Uh, the first two years was when John Morant was there. They did a home-and-home, home, but it was part of a two-for-one deal. They didn't play last year, but they will be back in Auburn this year. Uh, USA will come back to Auburn Arena to finish their three-game series. Um, I believe we're still slated to go to Washington. I'm hoping we make that trip. I would love to go to Seattle. Um, and uh, obviously we were supposed to go there last year, but there were some things that happened in the schedule which ended up uh, moving that trip back to this year. And then there is the Orlando Invitational at Thanksgiving. So uh, Auburn will spend Thanksgiving at Disney World. Um, Michigan State's in that field. Gonzaga's in that field. Um, there's a lot of really good teams actually in that field. Um, let me pull it up real quick for you, and I will tell you who all is in that field. I know that Michigan State and Zagreb off the top of my head. Yeah. Well, it'll be good to have another in-state game this year with uh, USA coming to Auburn. Um, it's good that we continue to schedule those in-state teams. Um, you know, we've had UAB for a long time, and hopefully UAB gets back on the schedule at some point with uh, Andy Kennedy now there. I hope that it's. I hope it's this year. Personally, I hope that they make yeah. it work. So, here's the. Okay, so it's Auburn, Gonzaga, Michigan State, Xavier, Belmont, Siena, uh, Boise State, and St. Louis. So, right. I'd love to play Belmont as a national like resident. It's like a tournament involving all the sort of teams we played in non-con last year. Basically, right? The last couple of years, yeah, because yeah. we played Xavier in Maui two years ago. Yeah. Uh, the St. Louis thing is kind of ironic because uh, there's a three-year contract with them. We had played them in Birmingham last year. Yeah. We're in the tournament with them this upcoming year. And then the following year, I think we go to St. Louis, and then they come back to Auburn Arena. Or I may have those backwards. Um, so one play of those games was supposed to be this year, though, right? Probably no. until the tournament field. It's oh, part, okay. yeah. It won't, yeah. It'll be. They'll just if if they were to play this year, it'd be in the tournament. Um, right. So that's kind of all we got right now, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I mean, it seems like they'll probably fill in a couple of those, you know, bottom hundred teams, um, just to kind of get a couple games under their belt, non-con. Um, but it doesn't. I mean, do we have a big home game on the slate yet? Not yet, and yeah. here's what I there's hope there's happens. the rumor that's gone around. I think you know what I'm talking about. I think I know where you're going with this, but go ahead. Yeah, what are you talking about? They, uh... Are we gonna play the Orlando Magic at home? <laughs> <laughs> I heard that rumor too, Chief. No, it's uh you know everyone says Roy Williams likes to get his guys uh, his his seniors hometown games whenever oh. he can. Are we finally going to play UNC in Auburn Arena? That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> That's what I've heard. That was supposed to be the very first game. Yeah, it's true. Played at Auburn Arena. But uh, then our our man Jeff Lebo left town, and well, I don't know if he left uh, town we, or if he was unceremoniously yeah. asked to leave town. He was asked. He to was leave better town. than the next guy. Oh well. So low low bar to clear. <laughs> well, they did get a team from North Carolina to. Come play that first game. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. UNC Asheville, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, it's close. <laughs> close. But, 
Yeah, he's was got the senior Garrison Brooks. Who did he, he played Auburn or Opelika? Auburn played at Auburn High. Auburn guy. Okay. Auburn High. Well, yeah, that sure would be nice to Auburn have that High, on the slate. Auburn High has had some great basketball players, and almost none of them have ever have played at Auburn. I feel like that's a multi-sport thing. Isn't that a yeah. thing with football that no Auburn high football players can play at Auburn? Yeah, more or less. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which happens. I've had some commit. <laughs> that's true. And then what happened? Well, the thing with <laughs> Auburn high football, though, is uh, until pretty recently, they really stunk at football. Like, they were very bad for a very long time at football. So uh, into like the two thousands. So, but they've always been pretty decent at basketball. Uh, we do have we have a player now on the team. It's a walk on that played at Auburn, I think. Uh, yeah, the kicker, uh, Sage Ledbetter. No, he may have graduated talking, already. I'm talking sure. about basketball. I'm talking about Preston ah, Cook. Okay. Yeah, Preston <laughs> Cook. Jeez. You're talking about football. Sorry. <laughs> I I look away to. Watch the end of the 1996 Perry Roubaix for one second. You guys are in here talking about football? No, we're talking about Preston Cook. <laughs> talking about kickers. I mean, that's not guess really guess who was talking about football in here? My old Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> so we could talk a little football. As a matter of fact, I was gonna I was gonna yeah. actually. Could we? Yeah, I was gonna say that like it's it's very interesting. One of my one of the most interesting things about this whole situation is that Auburn didn't have a bad football season last year we had a disappointing but if you look at the heights that the team got to like beating alabama to call last year disappointing just shows what the expectations have become at auburn sure so most teams beating alabama whatever going to a decent enough bowl game would be looking at this year returning a freshman quarterback who was not horrible as man no one can stop talking about football in Auburn. Instead, we are we have now recorded 40 minutes on the signing of a kid who is a class of 2021 kid to the basketball team. Well, and basketball might not even on start on time. The week it's after A-Day. The week after it's A-Day. The, <laughs> it's the superior sport. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can't help that. You all right, Does, Ryan? Is there a chance this spring cancels spring games? Man, I would love that. Oh, please, like, I like, hope like, so. could, could we see next year's coach? Like, ah, we're just not going to do did it. You hear I mean, what, no, we did, did you hear what Iowa State's ESPN's coach said? ESPN is going to make up for their, their ad revenue, so no. <laughs> did you hear what Iowa State's coach said? I can't remember what his name is. But he was at like... Matt Wells still there? Yeah, he, he was at like... Yeah, Matt Campbell. He was at like uh, North Dakota yeah. State or something like that last year. And he was talking about how, like, well, this is the way that we do it in every other level. Like, we don't have long spring practice of the spring game. We're used to showing up in August, you have a couple of weeks, and you have your first game. And I think that might be the way that it goes because, I mean, who gives a crap? Like, who really cares about it? No one missed A-Day. There's not one person ES- who missed it. ESPN. And there's yeah. maybe some BAMs who missed running across the field to get to sign some, <laughs> get some autographs, you know, but that's about it. Guys, I totally forgot a day was supposed to be last Saturday until yeah, I like I even late Saturday it. afternoon. I didn't think about it. I didn't even know about it till Crow said something earlier. 
Yeah, Holy Saturday, a.k.a. A-Day week this week, this year. You know, the other thing about spring football, or about the weird thing about how Auburn has now transformed itself into a basketball school and fan base, is it's 100% like fickle still. Oh, sure. Like they, The second Bruce makes a mistake, it <laughs> will be 100% back on Gus. Or... Case in point. You mean like halfway through this basketball season exactly. when the uh, decent portion of the fan base is like, oh, maybe this was just a one-year flash in the pan. Yeah. I don't know. Were, These guys aren't that good. And were there people saying that? Alabama yes. was going to finish higher than After, Auburn standings when they lose two games. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, when, when Auburn lost, what, four, four, six? Yeah. Or something like that. And then yeah. you, looked at a, you look at like Gus, like literally the Sean White year – when he ran those six in a row, that was almost as exciting our, an Auburn fan base as 2013 before that Georgia game. Like it was peaked because we had just won like six or seven games in a row with Cam Petway running through people. So it can happen again. It just has to be like a winning streak. You can't lose a game starting the year out for Gus. He has to win his first three games. And if he does, if Gus were to go three and zero starting next year, and maybe beat, I don't know, I, I don't know what the schedule is, maybe beat an SEC we team. Better, we better go 5-0 and to start the year. Yeah. Okay. It's Al- Alcorn State, UNC, Ole Miss, Southern Miss, Kentucky. All right, let's say he loses the 6 Uh That would be Georgia. Okay, let's say he beats Georgia and starts 6-0. and This yeah. thing changes to, an, to a football fan base once again real fast, in a real big hurry, I believe. Like I wouldn't even like I don't even think people would care about basketball season. If Auburn was ten and 11 and zero, heading into football, that first basketball game, mm, it'd be tough. Yeah. Well, that that well weekend of the first basketball game would be interesting because you probably have basketball tipping off. Uh, the football game would be UMass. So this is kind of like yeah. me arguing. But then it would be Masters. It would be Masters weekend. Right. That's true. This is me kind of like, I don't know if you guys heard the podcast. You can't Marcus. see me shaking my head right now, but I am shaking my yeah. head. <laughs> Marcellus Wiley did with, um, was it Marcellus Wiley? No, it was, what's his name? Played at, played at LSU. He was on the SEC Network. Spears. Yeah, Marcus Spears. Spears. Marcus, Marcus Spears, Spears was on Bomani Jones' podcast. AKA my, my buddy Ken. Yeah. But yeah anyway, go and ahead. Marcus Spears was talking about how much, how much more important LSU is to the state of Louisiana than the Saints. And he his claim was, Play the game on the same day and see what happens. Play an LSU game and a Saints game on the same night and see what happens. It'll be a bad look in the Superdome because everybody be in Baton Rouge. And if you played an Auburn football game and Auburn's 10-0 and on the same night as an Auburn basketball game, nobody watching the basketball game. Except for me. I, I don't... I don't think that's true because there was like a whole bunch of people from Mobile that would drive down to the Superdome uh, to watch the Saints when they could get tickets <laughs> off the people going to the LSU right. game. <laughs> Here's how you get people to come to that UMass game. You schedule UNC the night before that Friday night. Now we're talking. Yeah. And you go. <laughs> there well, you go. I, I, think, I think there's still, no matter how good Auburn football is this year, I think there's still going to be a great deal of excitement for basketball just because of the people that we signed. Uh, especially if we sign one or two more of these other guys, I think the excitement level is going to be pretty huge. Uh, d- no matter what goes on with football, um, 
uh, in a regular year, um, which we haven't had for quite some time now, <laughs> uh, I think you're probably right. But this, and uh, maybe this is going to become a regular year. I don't, I don't know. Um, Has there ever been a tumor's corner rolling the night before a football game? Uh, really, if you say you're scheduling UNC on a Friday, say it's the 13th, the night before UMass, or the next Friday before LSU. <laughs> Can you imagine that? UNC at home on, on the 20th, and then you wake up the next day and you tailgate for LSU. Oh, my gosh. People would die. Well, <laughs> there would be one that Friday night because I'd come to town for that, for sure. But, yeah. Um, my projection, my projection is that we're not playing so. non-conference football this next year. But that's that's just me. My uh, sky is falling projection of the coronavirus. Well, it could happen. Could happen. But I don't think so. It hey, if things are, things are going okay with the virus currently, yeah, but it's just going to come Not back. A, well, I know, but uh, things are all right right now. We just got to figure out how not to let it loose. But this isn't the Corona Pod. This is the uh, Auburn. It's true. Well, just don't use the Ellis Johnson uh, defense against the virus. Jesus Christ. That'll be to bring it back. Hey, hey, Ben, don't break, Ryan. Ben, don't break. That is exactly what we're trying to do. Over and over. Ellis Johnson was the uh, originator of the uh, flattening the curve. <laughs> hey, let me ask you guys a question. Uh, way off topic. How do you feel about penne pasta? Love it, dude. Love penne pasta. Me too. I've got a friend messaging me right now telling me that's the worst noodle. No. The worst noodle. It's top three noodle. We just had uh, spaghetti, though it's not spaghetti if you're using penne. No. But, you know, meat sauce and and penne tonight. Penne carbonara or something like that. Sure. Sure. Uh, And it was delicious. And my friend said, you had to ruin it with the penne. No. What? What? Improve it if you ask me. <laughs> Angel hair is the worst. That's yeah, Angel hair is the worst. Going, yeah, Angel hair is not as good as you want long spaghetti noodles, squash. Just, just spaghetti noodles, right? Yeah, Angel hair's yeah with for spaghetti it just turns into a mush because it overcooks. So I, I like I like the riceroni Angel hair pasta stuff. The shells good. Shells are number one oh. to me. Number one pasta. Shells are good. Number shells two good. is is penne. Rotini number one. Rotini's really good. Rotini's good too. Rotini and uh, penne are probably silly super high up there. I like the spirals. You know what? I have not gone with. Uh, well, I have done. Fusilli. Here's the thing about Fusilli that's so good is that Fusilli Jerry. Fusilli Jerry because Fusilli. Fusilli is great because of the uh, the amount of the mass, and you've got you've got the yeah. uh, the spirals, so it holds the, the sauce more. So if you're using a the sauce, yeah, mm-hmm. if you're using a thinner sauce like a butter or a white wine sauce. You're gonna get more mm-hmm. sauce per noodle on a on a fusilli yeah. or a penny yeah. than you are on a spaghetti. I know, I know. I don't, I don't understand his hatred for the penne. I, I'm, I'm pretty. I was flabbergasted. Uh, but uh, yeah, we we use fettuccine sometimes with our uh, our, our spaghetti in quotes. <laughs> what do you guys been eating? You want to end it on that? No, <laughs> man. This, this is the best part of this podcast. Oh, okay. Let's talk about what we've been eating, guys. Oh, let me I tell you what I've eaten a lot of. Everything oh. I can. Smoking a lot Food of meats. Wise. Yes. Smoking a lot of meats. Yeah. There you go. I did about five or six pounds of chicken last night. Yeah. Guys, I've lost 13 pounds. I've done that for days. I've lost 13 pounds since this thing started. This is when you should do your uh, Jared Harper trench. It might happen. I'm getting closer. <laughs> um, we 
We've been, been eating a lot of ham and cheese sandwiches, personally. Oh, this is Dude, I would do that here. if I didn't have a family yeah. to feed. I, I would totally be eating just ham and cheese sandwiches. I would just probably go through a dozen eggs a week if I was single. <laughs> yeah. If I was single, Easily. I would just eat the most sewer rat stuff you could find. It, it, the cheapest, it would not matter. Well, that's how the mac and cheese ended up on a salad tonight. Just kind of clearing out leftovers in the fridge. Uh, some of the barbecue chicken, the smoked chicken. Some mac and cheese and uh, some lettuce. Went pretty good. Yeah, I I eat a lot of um, I eat a lot of chickpeas. So here's what we here's what we do with the can the can of chickpeas. You drain that can of chickpeas, and you put the chickpeas in a really hot pan, and you've got onions and garlic already in that pan, and then you put some turmeric and some garam masala and some curry powder, and you just get, fry those chickpeas up with butter too. And you put it over rice, and it's delicious. It's a great lunch. That's what we've been eating a lot of mm. that. And what we'd also you do may- is put some like yogurt on top, or like some salad around it as well. It's great. Mm. You make? Do you make your own hummus? Uh, yeah. Once you make your own hummus the first time, you realize that it's a joke that you're buying hummus. No, oh, okay. Because it's, it's three <laughs> ingredients, and it's like takes five minutes. Okay. Yeah, you need garlic. You need um, tahini, which is cheap. And you need chickpeas, but they're cheap. You're gonna you're gonna make you can make a ton of hummus that saves well for the price of um, less than half of one grocery store hummus, and it's gonna be better. We had the ribeyes yesterday to celebrate the uh, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yeah, nice. Uh, I don't know if Jesus was a steak eater. But uh, probably not. No, probably so. It didn't have a lot of pork. Well, there's a lot of lamb and, and sheep and goat involved in, in that region, I believe. It's true. Uh, but his ribs uh, were famously not broken. So ribeyes are good. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Deep cut. Thank you. Thank you for helping me tie that in. I have a seminary degree. Uh, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> had that. Uh, got that done yesterday. It was pretty good. Uh, I like a good steak. I. Ended up cooking it during our – well, you know, it was supposed to rain here all day yesterday. And then it rained for uh, 20 minutes yesterday morning and then didn't rain all day until we had a Cat 4 hurricane. Dude, that thing was nuts last night. <laughs> that was wild. Yeah. I looked outside – so before it came, I looked outside and, like, my plants on the patio were all, like, blowing sideways. We had wow. some crazy wind before it ever even got here. And then uh, – and then – for about five minutes, I looked outside, and it was just—it was raining sideways. I thought for sure everything was going to blow off my patio. It's pretty wild, and then it was over. Uh, and you guys uh, had some power loss, though, right? Oh man, lost power yeah. from midnight. I was, to I was down from yeah, twelve to twelve, just about. Dang, we were down twelve to twelve to seven, but we like I went on a run this morning with with Fran in the stroller and. There were like three or four downed power lines. That like man, that's pretty crazy. I've been a power was dealing with. I mean, it was a ton of trucks all over the neighborhood. I, how how was it up in Nashville, Will? Uh, it just rained a whole lot here. We went through the tornado thing here last month um, at about the same time of night that you guys had it last night. But it just rained a whole lot here yesterday. But nothing else. It's like. 45 degrees outside right now so oh man <laughs> it's uh it's 81 day and 50 the next it seems to 
the roller coaster, but it's that time of the year. But yeah, it it's it's rained a whole lot up here, but um, we didn't get anything like you guys got yesterday. Yeah. Well, we I, we we got pretty lucky here. I think it, it was a little more. Uh, I mean, my my hometown got flooded pretty badly because it rained for like eighteen hours straight, really hard, and uh, flooded a four lane highway. Well, well, our, like I said, like a couple things before we leave, like our thoughts and prayers. Obviously, anybody who who was affected by that storm. And then also, I just saw that former SEC veteran Kentucky Wildcat Carl Anthony Towns lost his mom to the uh, the virus today. So, I mean, obviously, Sucks. prayers to him as well and his family. Like, if you is a somber way to end this podcast, but like, we hope to be something of an escape during this. But I also, yeah. we also hope to be another voice telling you to like take it seriously. Yeah, I. I... I've been out to the grocery store, and uh, unfortunately, it seems like these places have become pretty lax with the rules that they were really stringent about a week ago. Yeah. Um, Walmart and Publix both were pretty packed with people, um, which was pretty disappointing. And a lot of them were not wearing masks or any facial cover of any kind. And I know it feels silly, but guys, just just – Wear a bandana around your mouth if you don't have anything else. Let me tell you uh, who's I taking mean, it seriously is the Mapco on Dean. Are they? Oh, man. They're not letting anybody in there unless – like they're letting only 10 people or less, including staff, in at a time. How many it's times nuts. are there 10 people in the gas station? Now? Not a lot, but, you know, like okay. they're taking it pretty seriously. <laughs> and like they, got, they, they put up these brand-new partitions, like glass, plexiglass partitions. Yeah, yeah, everybody's doing that. I was thinking about that when I was at the Publix. Uh, yeah. Uh, and and Walmart because they have them at the Walmart marketplace here now too. I'm like, wow, this is going to be the new thing. And I'm like, why were we not doing this to begin? Yeah, with? that's the thing we should have been doing. But in my mind, as as a somebody who used to work retail, I I was thinking about it. You know, it, it was probably from somewhere like people don't like the, the same reason they're not wearing masks right now, which they should be, is they want people want to see be able to talk to them and see their mouth when they're talking to them and stuff, and that's. I don't know. That's something we're going to have to get over, I think. Yeah. Um, so the McLaughlin group is, is, in, is in supply chain. And so I kind of help uh, get products from one place to the other to the stores. And so as, as somebody that works in that industry, you see a truck driver or you see a grocery store worker here. If you go in there, tell them how much we appreciate what you're doing right now because they're out there every day on the front lines with this and you know they have to continue working and stuff but um yeah as as i'm getting as i'm getting product as i'm helping get products from the warehouses to um stores um you know we we don't think about those people very much we don't think very much of them as a society but what they're doing right now is is an incredible thing and they're and them along with the nurses and the doctors and everybody, all the first responders, uh, what they're doing right now is absolutely courageous, and we should be greatly appreciative of what they're doing. And, and, and just saying thank you. It's not hard. It really yeah. isn't. But you never know what somebody might be going through, and that might help make their day better. Well, so. Will, I don't know if you're in charge of this, but could you figure out how to get some Irish cheddar to the Kroger on 
<laughs> they did not put it in my order this week. And I'm really excited about it. I can't help you with that. All right. Well, that'll be it for us this week. Bonus.